I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to the award-winning I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And tonight we've got sound engineer Tom. Check one, two, check. The man behind the curtain, producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And the doctor is back in the house. Aloha. Good to be back. Nice to have you back. Welcome Welcome back, back, Doc. World traveler. How was the skiing? It was nice. Got a little little snowboarding in. It's been a few years since I've actually been snowboarding. It was nice. It's like riding a bike. Didn't fall. That's good. Didn't didn't crack my skull. (laughs) Did you beat the kids when you raced? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm slowing down. I'm not racing. <laughs> the beer scene's still solid up in Tahoe. Ooh, yeah, visited Coldwater again. Yep, said hi to our favorite managers up there. Nice, uh, listeners. If you haven't already, pour yourself a cold beer. Join us for a few beers and stories. Uh, we are I like beer. The podcast coming out of San Diego, California, where we have over 160 breweries. Add the tasting rooms. We're up over 200. And what did we say last podcast? We got like 17 more new ones coming in just to our neck of the woods. Proposed for this uh, North County alone. So we are in beer mecca with a lot of great stuff to drink and share and tell stories around. Please share our podcast with your beer drinking friends. Like and follow us on social media. We met our year-end goal, didn't we, Joe? We did. We crushed it. We're at we like, crushed it. We're at 2,500. Oh, wow. All right. Wow. All right. Time to, we're going to keep growing, but we've got to set some new goals. Yeah, I like do. having goals. feels good to achieve goals. So please help spread that word. You found our podcast somehow. Good job. Share it with your friends. Download us on Spotify, Apple Music, Podbean, Facebook. Subscribe, leave comments, like, follow us. All of that is appreciated. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at uh, I Like Beer, the Poe one, and I Like Beer, the Ta one. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, at I Like Beer, the podcast, and feel free to message us through any of those formats. You can send us an uh, email at I Like Beer, the podcast at gmail.com. In fact, it's been a little while since uh, we've had messages from listeners since the since we got beat up over a couple of things. Yeah, we probably, <laughs> we probably should check again, yeah. check the server again uh, there. So, And also feel free to friend us on Untapped. Uh, we've got I Like Beer, the talent. I Like Beer, the podcast. I Like Beer, the doctor. I Like Beer, the sound engineer. I Like Beer, the producer. <laughs> uh, pretty much anything with I we Like Beer on that it. is going to yeah. hit one of us. So. Come find us so yeah. we can so we, uh, toast you and have a beer with you. And what beer are we looking at tonight, talent? So, so tonight we're going to uh, highlight Stone Brewing, a small, you may have heard of it, brewery here locally in, uh, in Escondido, California. Actually, it's a, it's a very large uh, brewery. Um, has become a very large brewery yes. um, and a very, I'd say, worldwide famous brewery. So uh, just to give a little background, uh, so Stone Brewing was founded in 1996 in San Marcos, uh, California, and it is now currently headquartered in Escondido, California, which is just a, a few miles from where we're sitting tonight. Uh, it is actually the largest brewery in Southern California, and it's actually one of the largest craft breweries in the entire United States. Uh, they have grown so much that you can now find locations in places like Napa, uh, Virginia, Germany, and China um, all have places uh, or stone uh, tasting rooms. Um, so the brewery's first beer was uh, called Stone Pale Ale. 
and that is its flat or was its flagship ale. Um, they retired it in 2015. Uh, best known beer is Arrogant Bastard Ale, yeah. and that has been uh, described kind of as a watershed beer, and it really kind of put San Diego on the craft brew uh, map. And since 2015, Arrogant Bastard has operated its own product line called Bastard Brewing, and they are produced at multiple breweries around the country. Uh, most of Stone's beers are characteristic of West Coast craft brews, meaning that they have a high hop content. Uh, compared to those macro-produced lagers, many stone brews feature alcohol percentages that are well above average, ranging from about a 4.8 to 13%. Um, it's rated as a world-class brewery um, by the two largest beer enthusiast websites, both Rate Beer and Beer Advocate. And Stone Brewing was voted by readers of the Beer Advocate as the number one all-time top brewery on planet Earth. So some wow, high accolades for one of our local breweries. And uh, it's uh, we're looking forward to tasting a few of their beers tonight. We got good neighbors. We do have good neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I didn't know they had a place in China, but I do think you told me that some listeners of ours were in Germany. Yes. And they actually sent me some pictures of them in Germany, and they were putting, uh, giving them some ILB uh, stickers, I think, and, nice. and tra- ta- talking to them about the podcast in Germany. Nice. So. And, scored- and they actually got, they scored some free beers, actually mentioned the podcast. So, hey, you never I know. remember that, yeah. Yeah. So it was very, uh, very cool. Time for them to reciprocate yes. the kindness. And bring and some free some, beers back yeah. here. Yes, I agree. So, uh, so what are we going to start with? Uh, so we're going to start with one uh, that is called, it's the Stone Notorious P.O.G., uh, which um, it is a Berliner Weiss, which is uh, 4.7 ABV, and the POG stands for Passion Fruit, Orange, and Guava. So I feel like uh, I, my turning towards the dark side is fully complete, Joe, because yeah. I actually went out and got us a sour <laughs> to try tonight. So, um, so anyways, yeah. I'm gonna, let's pour this and pass this around and give it a shot. Nice. Yeah, this is a unique for me. I've had some POGs, but not stones. Yeah. You think it'd be from Hawaii? Well, they said actually when reading a little bit about it is it was done in in conjunction with um, and actually I think it was an actor who is from um, from Hawaii. And so that's kind of where it kind of came from. Oh, that's where I had the POG with um, uh, Dr. Todd brought some in the Hawaii edition. That's right. All right. Let's get a sniff on this thing. That's a sour. Mm hmm. It smells a little Hawaiian, doesn't it? it? It's got it definitely got the citrus. You can smell the. Smells like a fruit salad. Yeah, <laughs> I like sour. it though. But it is sour. It's got a very. It's very tart. But but oh, now yeah, that, that's that's a that's a unique for Stone actually. Branching yeah. Out yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, it's not yeah. like their typical heavy IPA. It's still got a lot of hops in it. Though. But it does yeah. have hops in it. Um, I actually I like it a lot. But again, I'm I'm converted fully wow, to the dark are, side you're now. You're moving over. I've become huh? a full. St- um, I, you know. Cheers. In fact, I I was at the other day. I went to the bottle shop the other day. And I was looking to pick this stuff up, and I ended up buying more Tiki Sunset from Cornell and buying all sours there because I'm like, oh, I can't get this right now. I just come from Cornell Brewing, and they were out of it. And I'm like, oh, these might be the last uh, four packs left in the town. I better buy them. Nice. So um, I had yeah. a tropical sour at Belching Beaver last week and watching the football games, and it reminds me of this one in that the, the tart is really high tart. Yes, it's tart, very well, high tartness. Tart. Yeah. Yes. The flavor is delicious. Yes. The, the tart is a little too much for me. I don't know how to navigate that yet when the flavor is fantastic, but the, the tartness is a little overboard for me. I'm still learning I'm still learning that trick. I'm going to keep trying. You know what's interesting, too, speak, speaking of the same thing, as I was at Culver Brewing, another, another great local brewery here uh, this weekend. And uh, so they have a couple of, um, of their sours. And the one they have is, I think it's the purple, 
uh, I can't remember the exact, but it's purple, whatever. And it's pretty, pretty sour. And so I was talking to the guy about it and he goes, well, let me do this little blend. So he blended it with their other sour. He put the two of them together and it was like perfect. I didn't work mm, that the, whole, the rest nice. of the day because it was like, it took that tartness off. Where was this? Uh, Culver Brewing. And uh, that was really, really good. So maybe that's what you need to do is, is you blend it with a little one that's maybe a little less tart and it takes some of that tartness away from it. Yeah, I can get all the, uh, the passion fruit and the guava, orange, all of it's in there. I'm trying to decide where I'm still trying to navigate that, that tartness. It's getting a four for me. I don't know where I am on this. You, you haven't crossed over I that line yet. I don't know where I'm on this. I, I would go four two for me as well. I mean, not a four two, a, f- a four as a well. Four also. A four also, four as well. Um, for me, I, like I said, now that I've had a bunch of sours and I'm com- comparing them to other sours, I think it's a good solid beer and I would drink a bunch of these. I mean, I have the rest of the six pack, so I will be drinking a bunch of these. Um, but it's a good beer. I'd order it if I was uh, at a place and they had it. And I'm trying to appreciate what that gentleman over at a toolbox way back when told us that, that give it four or five sips before you start to evaluate it. Sure. You know? yeah. Let your mouth and tongue get used to that tartness. So I'm going to keep sipping on this yeah. and make some decisions <laughs> at the end. It but does taste like Hawaii. It does. Very much so. But I do like it. I'm deciding how much I Especially like it. Especially in the freezing winter we're having right now. I mean, yeah. I think it was like what, 62 degrees today. But not a cloud in the sky. Uh, it was brutal. You still I get just... sunburned. Yeah. <laughs> I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Uh, I have been in contact with having some fun discussions with uh, the rapper out of... Uh, out of the off the east coast d black oh yeah you were rapping with the rapper i was not well yeah i sort (laughs) of d black who he's all over social media and he's looking for the answer to a tough question in order to finish what is sure to be a mega hit and we are in here on the ground level learning about it so we're sharing with you and actually i got to speak a little bit to uh essential struggle music manager daryl bradley yesterday about this song uh, the greatest story of all time 99 bottles of beer that's the name of the song greatest story of all time 99 bottles of beer you can check it out on youtube uh you can find it on spotify apple music uh, the youtubes as father-in-law says youtubes (laughs) uh it is a great song but it's a catchy tune it is and he's and he's telling a story with it right the Uh, greatest story the greatest story and what he wants to figure out as uh, uh, Essential Struggle Music's Daryl Bradley put it this way when I spoke to him what is the Michael Jordan of beer what is the Wayne Gretzky of beer check out D Black's song greatest beer story ever told 99 balls of beer are y'all ready to party 99 bottles of beer on the wall throw your hands up everybody off the keg off the bottle we can't drink it all it's nice. a great you know it's every time I hear it I, I like it more and more yeah. yes. each time yeah. it is not your father's 99 no, bottles no, of beer on the wall yeah no it's not the one you'd sing in the bus on the way home from uh, Little League games no nope. uh, but does it, the song go all the way to like to count down to one bottle well he talks you through see the beers now this is what Daryl was explaining to me yet the beers are characters and personalities they're telling a story it's, it's a lot of fun there's four different versions so go find them and listen to them and they're telling a, a story but what he wants help from he's hoping to survey across the nation what should be that 
what's the goat? What should be the number one? Wow. It's the greatest yeah. Yeah. beer yeah. of all time. And it's a bit of a stroll down memory lane as he, he characterizes the, the beers and tells the story of them. But there's some beers I forgot about. Yeah. You know, Stroh's is in yeah. there. My favorite Schlitz. characters, Low and Brow. Low and Brow, yeah. <laughs> nice. And they sought us out, right, as the experts, the connoisseurs, <laughs> right? Well, because we are award-winning. Right, right. Yeah. They heard yeah, our yeah. Heard They, they probably Googled award-winning beer podcast. Well, let, let's help them out. Let's give them our two cents, and we'll put a we'll put it out to our listeners, and we'll we'll let them know what they're saying. But mostly, folks, you got to go check out the songs. Yeah, uh, you can find them on Instagram too at dblack underscore es. Uh, what do you guys think? Greatest beer of all wow. time? Wow, oh, that's Ooh, rough. Wow. Great question. Give us, right, so, maybe by the end of the podcast, we'll have an answer. Notorious Pogue. Nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's the greatest beer right now yeah. that I'm drinking. Right now. Right now. Yeah, <laughs> greatest beer available. Hey, you in know, my to cup. me, to me, if you're, you know, you're really gonna put emotion aside and everything else, you you have to go maybe with the king of beers. Mm. It does have a crown already, right? Budweiser. It's the king of beers. Ah. How can you get any better than the, than the king of beers? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna climb into the wagon with Tom here, and to me, it's it's Sierra Nevada. Uh, is that? Th- thank you for wow. starting the craft, being wow. being there, the, sure. the the start of it all. But but is it the king of beers? Wait, did they start it or did Sam? Greatest Adam? of goat, all time, the goat. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. But yeah. if you're the king, it's hard to beat the king. It's good to be the king. It LeBron's the king. <laughs> LeBron's. But, is he, but is he Michael Jordan? No. Okay. Ooh. Valid point. Valid point. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Score one for Jeff. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, you could also go with Milwaukee's best. And Milwaukee oh, is a great right. beer town, and it is and Milwaukee's best, best. So you know it's Milwaukee. the best that's come out of there. Yeah. Right. Right. So that would be uh, another one you could go with. Guinness. Guinness. Yeah. I'd Guinness, Guinness is in the song. Guinness could be there, too. It make, makes a show. Right. But I'm, I'm going strictly based on name and uh, marketing. And so King of Beers, Milwaukee's best would probably be uh, oh, man. Um, two of them. But if I'm talking about what I drink... I, I I think Sierra Nevada could be there. Greatest um, to me, greatest beer of all time because it it shook us out of the the loggers coming out of the prohibition. It was all lager, 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 and put flavor into beer. And everything we're enjoying now, in some ways, goes back to to Sierra Nevada. Tom's glowing right now. Yeah, could be. Like a- <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, we're going to send, go check out we'll D-Black. Yeah. Yeah. Check yeah. it out. Go Make check up your out own, your own and, mind. And give him feedback. You can find him on Instagram. Like I said, at D-Black underscore ES. Look for him. He's everywhere. He What's what's your word, Doc? He's a... Ubiquitous. Yeah, ubiquitous. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Ubiquitous. He's ubiquitous. <laughs> Anyways, D-Black, thanks for sharing, Daryl. Thanks for giving me a chance to to share a little clip of that song and the story about what, what you about guys are doing. Banquet beers. Banquet beers are important, too. Oh, banquet beers are silver important. Bullet. No, no. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm, no. just, I'm, just, I'm trying to think just more beer advertising. Uh, yeah, you know. Actually, my father-in-law's, the only beer he had was Coors, and I made him go out and get some more beer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you try a Coors? Though? I had yeah, one. Try I had some. one. I had one. Was, I had one on the right. podcast. We haven't released the one, but when we, we filmed, yeah. we did filmed. Film. Yeah, we filmed. <laughs> getting really full of ourselves. We recorded one for later release and uh, Coors was part of it. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, bad. It it's wasn't a banquet beer. The first two thirds of it, I, yeah. I thought were quite delicious. By your fourth one or fifth one, it's really good. <laughs> I switched over to the, uh, what was the other one you brought the uh, from Texas? Oh, Shiner Box. Shiner, Shiner Box. I, sw- oh, I switched yeah. to the Shiner Box. Shiner yeah. Box. I did have one, and yeah. it kind of was old-timey. Yeah. I like yeah. Shiner Box. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finishing my Pogue. Yes. Pog. Pog. Sorry. And now. P-O-G. Do you think it Period. I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. POG. Potato, potato. Well, it is the, yeah, well, you're right. It's notorious POG. Yeah, it's notorious POG. Yes. What did I say? It was passion fruit, orange, and guava. Yes. Berliner Weiss, passion fruit, orange, and guava. It's getting better. 
you know, Joel told me to let a let some beers warm, warm a little. Yeah, let them and breathe yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this again, just looking at this can, like Stone with that gargoyle, that's one of the greatest uh, logos, I think, in, in of all beers. Agreed. That, that logo is pretty awesome. Agreed. Right on. It's time for toast, roast, and pour one out. Off to our toasts, and I've got a quick toast to throw out there to start us off to Vista's own Mother Earth Brewing Company. Yeah, Vine Pair reviewed breweries across the United States to evaluate the top 10 breweries of 2019, and they named Mother Earth the best of the West. That's impressive. That? Wow. Yeah, that's I mean, great. it's a mile, Self- mile down the street. Yeah. Selfishly, if I was going to be honest, my number one beer is Cali Cream. That, that would be my oh. number one beer. Like, if I'm just going to say personally, I, right. I put it right there. And, you know, I'm very excited because when I was uh, looking at stuff about Mother Earth, too, um, they're going to release, I think, in this uh, spring, they're going to do a, a cherry cream. So they're going to, oh. like they did the oranges, oh, right. like yeah. the, the creamsicle, and then they did the peach. They're going to do one with cherries. Uh, so any any variation of that should be fantastic. And promises were made to us that pinup pale. Yeah, it was coming back. Was also <laughs> yeah, back. I did hear that yep. as well. So. Uh, I got that both from Joel and Cameron that uh, that's coming, and then I can get a, a keg of that for the kegerator. Um, they were named Best of the West because of their versatility and consistency. So way to go, Mother Earth and friends of the show, Joel, Cameron, and the Mother Earth team. Yeah, congratulations. Nice. That's fantastic. Todd, you've got a toast for tonight. I do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Welcome back, Doctor. Yeah. He's still Stay trying to get the tartness. He's still trying to deal with POG here. I do. I do. In fact, it's to Diego. You guys know Diego. Diego is a hundred-year-old giant Galapagos tortoise who's been residing at the San Diego Zoo, and is actually his job for the last thirty years has been to make baby yeah. tortoises, giant oh, okay. Galapagos. Then I, then I do know Diego is. <laughs> in we fact, visited Diego with the children when they were younger. He has the wrestling tortoise. He, they've been, you know, these these tortoises have been there since the zoo opened in the early nineteen hundreds, right? So uh, he has sired over eight hundred baby tortoises and actually he's single-handedly responsible for reestablishing right (laughs) on the on the island of Española and the single-handedly yeah Yeah. is that how it's done yeah i don't know well you know you only only need one hand you need one hand (laughs) so anyways (laughs) so anyways they're gonna let him go back home to Española where they you know he's gonna be surrounded by his many generations of children and great-grandchildren so on great 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 grandchildren uh, and I, th- I think he might have another 20 years of, you know, breeding still enough in his tank. He's tired. Yeah. He's got to oh, be tired. He, so he I, better be careful. He's yeah. related to most of the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. people so there you go. Toast to Diego. All right. All right. Nicely, done, Diego. Nicely done, Diego. <laughs> Tom, you have a toast. Yeah, I do. And it's, uh, it's, it's a throwback for me in some ways. Uh, having been in the food service industry for growing up and through college and whatnot, I found this one kind of humorous. Some of you may have seen where a local restaurant in the Denver area is charging for stupid questions. Hmm. There's a surcharge (laughs) on stupid questions. Who gets to decide what's a stupid question? Well, apparently the servers do because they put it on the check accordingly. So So if they don't like your tip, no, I'm going to ding you for a stupid question. So, you know, it's, you know, having 
history myself, there are some of the stupid questions are, is there water in that ice? Mm. Is there chicken in that pot pie? Mm. How soupy is the soup? Mm. You know, crazy things like that. And you just got to sit there and take it. (laughs) So if only I had had that little place where I could go, stupid question, ding. But we were always told there are no stupid questions. Right. Right. I have said in my classroom, there are no stupid questions. Don't blame the question. Right. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) There's some truth to that. and I'll go along with it. But uh, I should, I always thought I should get a dollar off at Starbucks when I order black coffee and they say with cream. (laughs) <laughs> that's true that, that happens almost every single time one time at Starbucks they did I, I said can you put a little ice in it he said do you want the ice on the bottom or the top oh no. bottom I, yeah no, bottom, bottom. I, want I want it under the cup I, I don't understand I'm gonna want my, I would like it around the cup please um, and, yeah. do you have a lot of control over that yeah I said how do you, how do you put it on the bottom exactly goes, well, just tell me do you want bottom. it on the bottom I or the top some more dense ice <laughs> well the, the the irony there you go Jeff the irony of this is that the staff are actually instructed to never charge people who actually ask an arguably stupid question. But they're encouraged to do so when the tables are lively and friendly and have fun with it. So you have to ask to be charged. So that's yes. a stupid question. Yeah. <laughs> you're asking, hey, please, could you please charge yeah, me that, more money? That, that's more. one way of looking at <laughs> yeah. it. Am I going to be charged for this question? Yeah. So it... it it goes back to uh, the original owner. His name is ironically Tom, and the place is called Tom's Diner. Ironic. That's so ironic. <laughs> so much irony happening. Don't you think? I got more of this uh, POG. Anybody else want some more of this also, POG? Yeah, it's growing. Oh, oh hey, the doctor uh, wants more. Uh, it's growing. Hey, POG. You know, it's the only beer we got open right now, so uh-huh. I'm drinking it. So anyway, the, the, I'm good. He he was uh, just thinking it was a good way to liven up the day for for patrons, and so. Uh, they actually recently added uh, a couple of healthy options. Uh, one is called Skip Your Next Meal, and the price on that is money well saved. And they okay. also have a Walk Home, and that one's priceless. <laughs> so, nice. uh, so toast to Tom's Diner in Denver for having a little bit of fun and breaking up the monotony of life out there. Stupid questions. Here's the stupid question. Here's the stupid question. Here's the stupid question. 38 cents. Yeah, so... And I got a quick one tonight. I'm going to big shout out to Salt Lake City's uh, Toasted Barrel Brewing. Uh, They actually took a collection and donated $1,300 to the nearby Washington Elementary School and paid off all of the students' lunch debt. Oh, so that's pretty cool. A bunch, nice. of, oh, bunch of beer nice. drinkers taking nice. care of local students good, and paying off their... Good job, uh, Toasted yeah. Barrel Brew. Now, Toasted see, Barrel Brewing. I don't know what to think of Utah and the beer scene because... It's very good. If you go to Salt Lake is, City, right? it is very yeah. good. But if you listen to our toast roast and pour one yeah, out, I'll, which I do yeah. often... <laughs> You're right. A lot of stuff comes out of Utah. Mostly just my parts. I can forward the other parts. But it's... It hasn't all been great for Utah. No. Were they oh, dumping yeah. out gallons right. of, of right. beer right. that right. was still good because of some $20,000 worth We've had a number of roasts for Utah, so this was nice to hear. Yeah. Nice toast. Good job, Utah. <laughs> Except for why are they holding their kids in debt for their food? Student loans. You've got to teach them young on what those student loans are going to I'd like cost. to roast Washington Elementary School. <laughs> for holding kids. To the tune of $1,300. This is the part where Joe spews his liberal rhetoric about yeah. feeding children. Yeah. Yeah. I think them work off their lunch <laughs> debts. Yeah. You don't get you, no checking out. <laughs> dodgeball for yeah. you. Yeah. To the river. Dump those barrels. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
I got old Charles Dickens idea in my head that they're going on. These little guys in their little caps being forced to carry the barrels to the river. Can I have another, please? (laughs) Oh, that has been Toast Roast. I got one here that's a little upsetting. Oh, no. Uh, Joe Marler, in a recent recent rugby match, sent to the, quote, sin bin. Uh Uh Uh-oh. Who hasn't been there? (laughs) Marler was sent to the sin bin. That was good. That joke. That's why I sit close to you out there because I know if anybody can absolve me from the sin bin, it's you. Yeah, which is, I guess, I guess, for a yellow card. I would argue that Padre hasn't been there very often. <laughs> he's been in jail. Well, yeah, what are you talking about? I said very often. Twice. I said very often. What do you think reconciliation's for? That's right. <laughs> well, anyway, you sound like an uncle, jail. a disappeared uncle we used to have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can do everything I want as long as on Sunday <laughs> I clean it all up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm jail. assuming Sinbin is like a yellow card in rugby. Harlequin's head of rugby, Paul Gustard, branded Joe Marler's actions, quote, absolutely ridiculous after the prop was sin bin in his Ooh. size 48 to 10 mauling at the hands of Saul. Um, Marler did not appear to be provoked. He threw an elbow into the face of Sharks forward Jean-Luc Dapresse at the start of the second half and got 10 minutes off the field in the sin bin. Yeah. So that that's... That's that's sad to hear. Although the visitors held out, the England loosehead was in the sin bin. It was all symptomatic of an ill-disciplined performance by the Londoners as they eventually conceded six tries. Can you believe that? They conceded six tries. Wow. Unbelievable. Six Lacking tries. Off. No wonder that's what was conceded. No wonder they're in the sin bin. Yeah. Uh, here's the quote from Gustard. I'm sure Joe will look at himself. It's a- Of course, he probably said this with an English accent. I'm sure Joe will look at himself. It's absolutely ridiculous. There's no need for that. There is plenty of off-the-ball stuff from sale, and we've got to rise above it. But Joe was the protagonist. There's just no place for that. It cost us an important player for 10 minutes and put the team under pressure again. And then he went on to criticize all of the Quins uh, who fi- failed to secure a win, finishing it with, it was very poor, we weren't good enough, we got beaten up, Sale were much more physical than we were, and got on top of the set piece. You know, they hate when that happens. Ten you get minutes. on top of the set piece and you concede six tries. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. The only thing we can do is look at ourselves, regroup, and address selection. We've got to find a way to win games. Now, hold on. Joe Marler, why we know about Joe Marler. The man can give a pep talk. And this is Gustard, uh, Harlequin's head of rugby. And this is the best you can do. The only thing we can do is look at ourselves, regroup, and address selection. We've got to find a way. What about a horse uh, and the water? Leading a horse to water and this maybe is, make him drink. This is no way to lead a team to the next victory. I wouldn't hurt in as much as the lads who are, who are out there, but I definitely felt it. And I know how, how hard the boys have taken that. Um, be disappointed with the account that they that we put out but uh, we've got another week to to get back on the horse you know and take that horse to the water and you can ask that horse you can say hey horsey do you want do you want to have a drink or do you want to swim yeah and it's up to that horse to then realize what he wants to do in his life and that horse at the moment wants to go out on Saturday he wants to clippity clop all the way to the stoop and he wants to say hello to those fans and he goes and he goes i'm sorry about the result last week but i'm gonna give a better performance here at home against bath he's a slightly irish horse um so we're looking forward to like i say getting back on that horse 
And are you looking forward to getting back on the horse six months since we last saw you? I don't like horses. I can't ride. Yeah. Well, anyway, Quinns are in the Heineken Champions Cup over the next couple of weeks. They'll be traveling to Bath where they're hosting Claremont Arville. Like a native. And yes. Remember, Joe Marler, you're not just the loose head prop for the Harlequins. You're a hero. It's true. There's beer Heineken. You don't yeah. see that much around anymore. Yeah. As San Diego's uh, own Ron Burgundy would say, stay classy, Joe. That's true. Stay right. classy. Yeah. So keep your elbows to yourself. That's we right. don't want you in the sin bin any longer. We want you back in the toast section. Uh, but for right now, that's a roast. That's a roast. All right. And off to pour one out. So I've got the pour one out. And um, again, you know, I'm not sure when exactly. This will probably maybe a little dated by the time we actually release this. But very sad news uh, to music fans and uh, all over the place. But Neil Peart. Uh, the band Rush died recently. He'll still age... be dead when this releases. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. Right. At the age of 67, after battling brain cancer uh, for three and a half years. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard Rush, but uh, young people out there download uh, Tom Sawyer or yeah. Limelight or any of his songs. One of the greatest drummers ever. Um, for and one sang. Of... sang. And sang, yeah. But, yeah. but, but one, of, one of my favorite bands. Uh, very sad to see him go, and I think now one of probably my biggest regrets will end up being that I never got a chance me, to see him either, play yeah. live. Yeah. Um, so uh, here's to uh, here's to Neil. 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 To Neil. Monday right, to the Neil. Warrior. Thank you, talent. Yeah. This has been Toast, Roast, and Pour One Out. All right, we're ready for another beer, I think, right? Because Doc is looking for a beer. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he did take more than Notorious POG, and it, it does. You do adapt to it. it, it a starts yeah. starts yeah. To get it's growing on It's me. a refreshing it's beer. Like, I'm at 425. Yeah. After I, I'm at 425. Okay. I'm, yeah, mine's growing, too. A I couple more cans. I'm, I'm right there with you. Oh, we just need one more. Yeah. I don't know. Come on, <laughs> have another one. I'm making my sphincter plug. <laughs> you're not supposed to five for you. You're then. not <laughs> supposed to drink it through your sphincter. Let's just oh, talk to You're her. doing it wrong. Yeah, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> um, Bidet to you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, what do we got? We got a Mexican lager. We do. Of course we have a Mexican lager. You give me a task. The first thing I'm going to look for is a Mexican lager. Uh, we so have- this is actually a, a fairly recent release. Uh, they released this in August uh, this past summer, and this is their Buena Vesa. It's a salt and lime lager. Uh, so it's another pretty light 4.7 ABV uh, brew, lager that's brewed with Liberty Hops, and then they brew it with, uh, with real lime and salt. I feel like I've, I've been drinking. Oh, I've had a bunch of it. I've been drinking this a lot. I go to this little taco stand by me, and this is one of the ones I, I get this all the, like every Taco Tuesday. Go figure. I go there every Tuesday go. night for Taco Tuesday, and I drink a bunch Wait, of these. Tonight's Tuesday. I know. Well, we had to. Oh, move. here we go. So to your taco today's Tuesday. Wednesday. Taco Tuesday. Yeah, it is Wednesday. But taco Tuesday. Here's the taco Tuesday. It smells like a Mexican lager. It does. It tastes like a Mexican. Yeah. I like it. It's it's refreshing. Huh? It's not my favorite, but like I said, I don't think I I personally when I drink Mexican lagers, I don't put lime in it. Um, but this one's really grown on me. The first time I drank it, I was like, oh, I didn't like it because of the lime. But it's really grown on me now, and and I I enjoy this one. I think it's a, just a light, refreshing beer and mm-hmm. a little skunky. Speaking of which, I was walking through the office of our workplace today. I said, it smells like a skunk sprayed in here. And some guy says, oh, that's me. <laughs> I said, what? He said, yeah, I got sprayed by a skunk. Oh, gosh. 
Uh, owned it. That's, that's pretty funny. The doctor that's making friends me. wherever he goes. <laughs> you can explain to him the whole hey, you, soap concept. With a stupid question. You yeah. stink. Yeah. <laughs> what? You're just walking around still yeah. smell like a skunk. You don't yeah. understand that. You, you can take that. showers and soap. And I should have. You should explain I, about the tomato yeah, sauce thing. The tomato. And yeah, was yeah. this a co-worker? Or? No, just some, yeah, just some parent walking around. Oh, yeah. all right. Just some skunky parent. smelling parent. So yeah. I can I can pick up a little bit of the salt in it too. Yeah, uh, and the lime I do I do usually put a lime in my Pacifico. If I'm at Pacifico, I'll put a lime in there at Modelo, and this is good. I'd, I'd like a little more lime in there, but probably real lime, not lime flavoring. I'm sure yeah. they use real lime. It says they brew it with yeah, real subtle. lime, yeah. so there is lime in there. Like I said, this is one that's really grown on me because the first time I had it, um, there's someone else that did one this summer too. What they did a, a Mexican lager with salt and lime in it. We had the um, one from Central Coast Brewing. Yes, but there's, there's another one locally that did it. I can't remember. Terrifico? Which. We had a Terrifico. Yeah, that's what, the Terrifico was the one we had. That, that was one this summer. Cent, that was the Central was Coast Central Brewing. Coast, okay, yeah. And it was, it was the same type of thing where initially it was like, whoa, the lime. But, but uh, it, it's really grown on me. It's a, it's a, like I said, I order a bunch of them. Makes me yearn for uh, <laughs> being on the beach in Mexico. That's right. Yeah. It is summer. I, I would get a bump summer. if it was summertime and I was on the beach, but 3.5 from me. It's a... Uh, I guess if I was at the Taco Shack with yeah. you, I'd, yeah. I'd get one. Get a taco yeah. bump. Yeah. If you I, bought I, me one at the Taco Shack, me, like, I would, I would say right just now. sitting yeah. here normally, I'd probably be a 375. If I'm sitting at the Taco Shack, it's a 4.0. Yeah, right. Because that's, that's when you're sitting there with tacos on Taco Tuesday. Taco bump. This with taco that's the Taco, taco Bump. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what's fun to see is Stone, you know, for so many years, uh, we would head out to Stone. Great right. food, great yeah, venue. Very good venue. Yeah, we did a lot of family events there because the, the restaurant and the gardens are so nice. We used to have movie nights in the summer. And so to get a good seat at the, at the free movie night, you had to get there at noon for a movie that started at 8, which yeah. I was willing to do. <laughs> Sacrifices. Sacrifices. Right? Yeah, uh, they had a big Lebowski. Uh, but for so many years, it was uh, 17, 18 different variations of a similar Right, a similar theme. Theme. I agree with you, yeah. <laughs> right? And it's yeah. nice, this notorious POG, uh, the Mexican lager, and the, I'm excited for the next they one we have coming out, out to, is to see what else they can do. Because we know they do that really well. Yeah. And, I, and I think you make, make a valid point. We didn't really hit on that. If you are, uh, for those that are not from San Diego, if you are, and, and if you're in San Diego and you haven't been to Stone yet, what are you waiting for? But if you're traveling here, Stone has to be on your list. It's a must um, visit venue in San Diego. There, that garden out there is it just it's a great restaurant, great food, um, but just the facilities. And they'll do tours. Uh, you can do tours of it. They'll take you all around it and stuff. You you have to go check them out. And the tasting room in Oceanside is a lot of yeah. fun too. It's it's very hard. They don't use signage, right? So you've got to. It's hard. You, to find, your GPS to find, will say you're yeah. here, and you will yeah. say no. I'm in a parking and lot, also, and there's a fence and a gate, and I don't right. see anything. But right. but uh, that's kind of a fun little place. Right. We go to the. Uh, Taco place by the Oceanside Pier. Right. Grab some food, and we head into the yeah. uh, the um, There's one Stone at, Tasting. One room at there. Liberty Station. That's that's really good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, nice restaurant. And then if you're in Terminal Two, Lindbergh Field at the airport, um, there's one there, there as go. well. Um, and you can get your get your stone before before you get on the uh, the plane. Stone you can take you go. You can take your beer on the plane with you. And a, a favorite beer, if not the favorite beer. A uh, friend of the show, Colonel Cliff. Yes, that's right. Stone Delicious, which I, Doc yeah. was just having yesterday. Oh, there you yeah. go. That's his, that's his favorite. That's his go-to. You open up his out his garage fridge, and there it's it is. Just, just a case of it. <laughs> that's right. Ready to roll. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, so nice job. Nice job with your, your Buena Vesa, which I believe, and, and Senor Talent can help me, uh, is Spanish for Good Vesa. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. Good Vesa. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
looked that up before the most, show, most so I knew what I was talking about. Most vases are good, but I guess sometimes you could have a bad vesa. <laughs> you could have a bad vesa. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is known as No Buena Vesa. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Educational podcast. Yeah, that, yeah. that, bring, that nice brings us to That's a great yeah. segue. We have something new for you tonight, listeners. And we know you've been tuning in to learn. Exactly. And that is what we're known for. We are an educational podcast, first and foremost. In fact, when you look us up, Joe, producer Joe, it says we're under society and culture. <laughs> Makes all the sense in the world to me. Yeah. yeah. But it, we don't <laughs> pop up under educational, and yeah, that needs we'll to be addressed. To, we'll have to fix that. Is that something yeah. that's easily fixed? It's I fixable. think after this segment, yeah. it will be fixed. Yes. 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 Yeah. I'm so, not taking us out of society and culture, though. No, no, no. Yeah, I just think you could be more than one. A lot of culture. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 I could see teachers you know, <laughs> playing this for their students at certain points. <laughs> There's certain educational parts within this. Well, I mean, a lot of us to, just want to be educated on our own. You'd have yeah. to dissect it a little bit you know, and, and, and cut it and paste a little bit. The Are there stupid you... questions? <laughs> <laughs> That's 38 cents, and don't blame the question. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Stupid is as stupid does. <laughs> so we're debuting a segment in... Is it homage or, or homage. homage? I don't know. Potato, yeah. potato, tomato, tomato. To Cliff Clavin, to barroom trivia, to insufferable know-it-alls everywhere called I Bet You Didn't Know. All right. So I'm going to interject for one moment real of quick. Course. Um, and I know we have a really strong young listener um, you know, demographic. The kids. And, and the, kids, the kids. The kids. The kids may not know who Cliff Clavin is. So I'm going to take a moment and explain that Cliff Clavin of Cheers, the series Cheers, go on. They know on. who Mr. Potato Head is. They do right? know who Mr. Potato Head is, but they don't necessarily know who Cliff Clavin is. So uh, before Friends and before Seinfeld, Cheers was the show, right? Everybody watched it. Um, they don't know what Cheers is. Do so, they know what Friends and Seinfeld They are? know what Friends are. I know oh, that because okay. I know my kids yeah, all have watched Friends. every episode okay. of Friends there ever okay. was. Um, so before that, the big show that everyone had to watch was Seinfeld, and then before that would be Cheers. Um, and so Cliff Clavin was a central character there. Cheers was a great show because it just basically took place at a bar. Yeah. A bunch of guys just sitting around a bar. And so <laughs> Cliff Clavin's... in Boston. Still yeah, you can actually go and cheers. go visit it. Um, but uh, he was a, a very wise man. Uh, basically, they say he was kind of the kind of guy you would recruit first for Trivial Pursuit because uh, his knowledge was... Uh, knew no bounds he he had right. uh uh he had a fact for everything anything that brought up he could tell you something about yeah. it is little you know so um, i'm gonna give you an example here he's had many many and you can actually look him up online and see some of his best quotes and this and that but one of his uh my favorites and i, I think is one with regards to beer uh was his buffalo theory okay and so basically here's how his buffalo theory goes is you know a herd of buffalo can only move as fast as the slowest buffalo Okay, so when the herd is hunted, it's the slowest and the weakest ones at the back that are killed first. Uh, The natural selection is, or this natural selection is good for the herd as a whole because the general speed and health of the whole group keeps improving by the regular, you know, killing of the weakest members. So in many ways, the human brain can only operate as fast as the slowest brain cells. So excessive intake of alcohol, as we know, kills brain cells. (laughs) But naturally, it attacks the slowest and weakest brain cells first. So in this way, regular consumption of beer eliminates the weaker brain cells, making the brain a faster and more efficient machine. And that's why you always feel smarter after a few beers. I'll drink Absolutely. to that. Cheers. Cheers. That's, that's Cliff Clavin. That's Cliff Clavin in a nutshell, the Buffalo Theory. And of course, that's John Ratzenberger is the actor. Yeah, is the, is the actor. So, yeah, so. That's why they know Mr. Potato Head. That's exactly right. Yeah, so you're right, from Toy Story. Thank you for that. Yeah, right. so. But anyways, that's a, that's a typical Cliff Clavin. And uh, feel free to look him up on your own there. Oh, because you remember the episode where he's on Jeopardy? Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's U.S. Postal Service, yes, yeah. uh, barroom you know, yeah. beers. Yeah. 
Ah, <laughs> oh. all right. We want you, the loyal listener, to leave the podcast with not just a knowledge of a few new beers, not just a story to share, not just access to our cunning wit, but with knowledge, pure and simple knowledge. Here we go with our first installment of "I Bet You Didn't Know." Oh, I love it. Nice. <laughs> nice choice, Tom. Yes. <laughs> a doctor is starting us off in this debut episode. Doc, what is it that you bet we don't know? Well, I bet you've heard, but don't know all about dolphin sex. So, Have you been checking my uh, Did you say history? dolphin <laughs> intercourse? Yeah. Tell, tell me what you know about dolphins. Like I said, I, sex. I, I believe it's wet. Uh, yeah. And yes. wild. And yes. wild. Yes. With a keen eye on the lookout for bull sharks. <laughs> yes, right. It's dangerous. Several, oh, it's squeaky. I bet it's squeaky. Yeah. Several clavicles. Flipper. So many of you have probably heard, you know, out there in the listening audience, you think, oh, I know dolphins have sex, you know, even just for pleasure, even when they're not like in breeding season. Many of us have heard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, uh, thank you. Now, uh. so they actually, actually, you know, dolphins, they'll actually, you know, you and I, we greet each other with a little hug, hello. Dolphins will have quick intercourse, just like, <laughs> hi, how you doing? It's a greeting. Uh, it's a so, greeting sex. Greeting sex. But recently, scientists have uh. discovered that dolphins have well-developed Females, female dolphins, girl dolphins, clavicles have well-developed clitorises what? and Whoa. have sex for pleasure and orgasms. Yeah. How did they so, figure this out? Well, so this is Doctor extensive research. Doctor, uh, doctor Dara Orbach. Uh-huh. Um, so she actually says that female dolphins appear to have sex for pleasure and orgasms thanks to their well-developed clitorises. So um, now people say, well, how how do you know? Have you have you like you know, observed this? She quote, is quoted as saying, this type of behavioral data is challenging to obtain in dolphins. <laughs> For example, dolphins don't have toes, so we can't observe if they curl their toes during <laughs> copulation. <laughs> oh, so, she's right about that. And huh? she's from Halifax. She's uh, from Canada. She's, a, yeah. she's Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. They're, and they're very so smart people. Yeah. But, so there's something you learn new about Yeah, I did learn dolphins. that. Yeah. So, there you go. so I, I have a question. Yeah. So, do they have sex? Do they swim or yes. do they stop? No, they're, they're while they're swimming. They're while they're swimming. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. see, it's very hard to tell because they never stop moving nah, either. Yeah. yeah. So, you don't and know. It's, again, it's like, hey, yeah. how you doing? Oftentimes. You, yeah. you don't Hi. see them doing stop, pull out the cigarette, nah. and they're sitting there, <laughs> their well. post-coital cigarette, <laughs> <laughs> have a little brandy there. To the epitome of a See, quickie. you learned something. You did learn something. You learned all yeah, that You're right, doctor. We did not know that. We did not I had never that. thought of it. I never considered it. No. But now I know. That's yeah. what you get for having a marine biologist on the show. That's true. There you go, there listeners. You go. Now you know. Talent, yeah, yeah. I know how you are with research. I know that you have something in mind. What is it that you bet we don't know? All right. So I did some extensive research, and I figured I'd stay within the theme, and I went with basically things that you probably didn't know about beer or the history of beer. Now, see, I would have challenged that. Yeah. About three weeks ago, I would have said, I, I know an awful lot about beer until we met Mike and Joel. Exactly. Yeah. And now I realize, I don't really know that much about beer. <laughs> so, But these, these are things, I dug deep on this, okay? And, and I dug deep and, and, uh, and found things that I didn't even know about beer, but now I know. And there are things that I probably, well, we'll see, didn't need to know about beer, but historical Uh-oh. facts. So that right, hit us um, the way oh, I looked at it is I could have gone with some basic facts, like you know, beer is the second most popular drink in the world right after water. Um, and it's the most widely consumed alcoholic beverage. But I said, ah, I'm going to channel my inner Cliff Clavin. 
and find some really interesting Where is that? Facts. Where do you find your inner clavicle? Uh, it's right next to it's my right underneath the, underneath the clavicle. <laughs> it's underneath yeah. my clavicle. So. <laughs> so here are my top 10 beer facts that you probably didn't know. Okay. So number 10, do you know that home brewing only became legal in all 50 states in 2013? So yes. think about that. Yes. 2013. That's kind of crazy. Mississippi and Alabama were the last two states to wow. prohibit home brewing, and they legalized that in 2013. That's kind of crazy when you really that think about crazy. it. Uh, do you know that the first beer bottle was sold in 1850, and before then people would basically just take their buckets and go to taverns and fill them up? And there are still some brew bars that you can do that old tradition of just taking a bucket in and scooping up your ale and heading home. That place is called Oregon. Yeah. (laughs) They'll they'll fill any Ziploc bags, empty milk gallon containers. The uh, number eight, the world's oldest brewery, has been making beer for almost a thousand years. Uh, It's called, it's, it's, Known as it's in from Bavaria and it's called I can't pronounce this well, but I will give it a shot. The Weihenstephan, and it's still on the same Weihenstephan Hill in Germany where they started brewing in uh, 1040. So we you can still go there that. and get That's some beer. Check there. So I thought that was interesting. Do you know that originally beer was brewed mostly by women? Uh, mm. Basically, men were out hunting. And women would gather the ingredients and ferment the beverages. So this tradition continued through most of human history. Um, it says that during the Middle Ages in Ireland, Saint Brigan. Do you know that saint? I do now. Okay. St. Brigand was not only an abbess, but she was also a brewer. And basically, it wasn't until the industrialization of the brewing process that men began to take on the primary rule of brewers. Hey, speaking of which, of all the brewers we visited, how many have had female brewers? There's not a lot. So it's the tide has turned. But now I think it's starting to transition back a little bit. Do you know that, number six, straws were invented for drinking beer? Oh, uh, exactly. Oh, so that in ancient times, beer was drunk through straws to prevent the grain holes from being consumed with the beverage. So the rich people were able to afford these straws, and that's where straws started. Uh, big one, really sad day in 1814. Do you know that eight people drowned in the 1814 London beer flood? Beer <laughs> flood. So this is old news to me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So in 1814, there was a three-story tall vat of porter that burst at the Messrs. Henry Mew and Company Brewery. It was such a forceful explosion that it caused all the other vats to explode, and it resulted in a 570-ton tidal wave of beer that knocked down the brick wall of the brewery and flooded all the surrounding houses and, and, uh, and streets. A lot of beer. And basically, it's a two buildings collapsed under the weight of all of that, and in total, eight people died during the event. A court investigated, and they determined that the incident was an act of God. Yes. So, I learned a lot today. I tell you. Do you know that in the 13th century, children were baptized in beer? Because water was in short supply, people would actually use beer to baptize the children, and apparently it became so widespread that Pope Gregory the Ninth had to officially decree that, hey, using beer in baptism made the ceremony Not invalid. Not a thing. Interesting choice, I thought it was going to go the other way. Like, yeah. hey, we should be We should doing keep doing this. more of this. Right. This is an important one because we're, we're slowly coming up very soon on this, but uh, in the 17th century, Catholic monks, uh, monks invented an all-beer diet for Lent. Nice. So in 1634, the Paulinier monks of Naudek Oberau invented a beer so malty <laughs> and thick that they nicknamed it liquid bread. And nice. so for the entire 46 days of Lent, they drank only this beer and water. And it was believed uh, that the beer would cleanse the body and soul in preparation for Easter. And this was the original Doppelbach and is currently or was then sold under the name Paulinier Salvatore. Nice. Perfect. So, that was a happy perfect. Number two, happy do you way. know that the, the pilgrims only stopped at Plymouth Rock because they ran out of beer? Yes. I did know that one. I did know, so I did it know says, that one that, from that, listening yeah. to our podcast yeah. on 4th of July. There you go. There you so go. the Mayflower initially intended to sell for Virginia. When it arrived on the rocky shores of Plymouth, the captain noted that they were running low on beer. So in order to ensure that his crew had enough to get back home, he forced the pilgrims ashore and made them drink water. 
<laughs> how do you by, like that? That's pretty by, funny. Uh, a Seven Eleven. And then yeah, number one, so for me, did he say how do you like them apples? How do you like them apples? Okay. <laughs> you like yeah. you, you like apples? <laughs> well, I got her number. How do you like them apples? Uh, anyways, the, and the number one, you know that Fair the oldest one. known beer recipe is nine thousand years old, Ooh. and there is a brewery uh, here that recently recreated it. And so the recipe dates back to the Neolithic Chinese village of Jiao, and it's the oldest known fermented recipe. Um, so. Recently, Dogfish Head Brewing uh, reproduced or pieced together the recipe, and they make it's called Chateau Jiao, and uh, they piece that recipe together. And so you may ask, well, how did they do that? And it says basically they were able to deduce the recipe from excavated pottery jars with the help of biomolecular archaeologists, and were able to come up with what the recipe was, and they're cre- recreating that one. So they're recreating a beer recipe that's almost nine thousand years Technology. old. Technology. And where are they? Uh, do- I think they're on the East Coast. Dogfish yeah, no, Head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's in. Yeah, I had some of their beer in Boston. Yeah. So we uh, so try and we should try and find some of that because yeah. I bet you it's a n- unique for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. so anyway, so uh, you know that's what I found out about beer that I didn't know going into nice. it, and uh, there you go you're right i didn't know those things and listeners now you know Ooh, my brain's about to explode we probably need another beer i think we, we probably do. do yeah well you're in luck uh another stone and i was going to uh run this by talent on the uh, pronunciation of the beer Wakovesa. It starts with an X. Wakovesa? Ah, that's what I would go with. Yeah. But I don't know. What do they say? Sometimes the X makes an H sound. Can be. Sometimes a J sound. Yeah. Wakovesa. But this is kind of that HWA sound, huh? Is that Wakovesa? I'm going like Oaxaca. Let's just drink yeah, it. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Javier. I think Wakovesa. Patience, yeah. doctor. Good things come to those who wait. Uh, this is Wakovesa. It's an annual special release, first debuted in 2014, an imperial stout inspired mm. by Mexican hot chocolate. Oh, oh. Nice. And it's supposed to pour a little bit thick with a nice brown foamy head, and it is true to form on our first two pours. Thank you. Yeah, 8.1%. Nice. So speaking of water. <laughs> right. 50 IBUs. You know they're going to throw some IBUs at it. Stone. Smells great. Uh, Full-bodied, very smooth. Mm. Should have a light bitterness. And it does smell like chocolate, doesn't it? And cinnamon. Yeah. But it, and it smells, I don't know if you can smell that, but it smells dark chocolatey to me. Like it does yes. smell like a dark chocolate. That's like really Mexican good. chocolate. Yeah, yeah it smells Mexican like Mexican chocolate. Yep. Again, like we, I think we talked about that one of the other ones where when you were a kid and you saw the bar of chocolate in the, uh, in the uh, cover and you thought you hit the... You know the gold mine, and you, yeah. you start to eat, and it's that baker's chocolate, you know, oh, the yeah, unsweetened or whatever. Yeah, that's what it. So they do discuss this as a sipping beer, and it was a little what, bit Joe peppers sipping, in there. sipping beer. Yeah, sipping really, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stone <laughs> I'll, I'll sip the next one. It was no, a col- the pepper in that. Originally a collaboration with yeah. a San Diego home brewer, Chris Banker. Yeah, and he won some awards, and they started so making this together in 2014. You should taste uh, cocoa and cinnamon right at the front. And then eventually the the coffee, nutmeg, vanilla should follow. And then there should be some fruitiness and heat of Pasilla peppers. There's your peppers. And the finish. And then they suggest, although I knew this already from Joel, (laughs) to allow it to warm up a little bit and see how the flavor combinations 
uh, change as you drink it that the coconut note should open up as you uh, as you sit on this thing. So they do say hold it in my hand on the website. It did say to uh, maybe that was your problem, Todd. You sat on the pog, and that's why your (laughs) sphincter was tightening up. It says it's got nutmeg in it as well. Yeah. I think it's very good. Mm. I think it's a really from a. It oh, is like I like my favorite Mexican mouthful. chocolate one is when you have the what's the one Belching Beaver has yes. there the Viva La Beaver. Yep. Viva La Beaver. Yeah, I really enjoy that one. I think this one's it's a little different taste because it's got some of that chili in it and stuff. But it's a it's a really tasty beer and it's like for a sipping, just kind of a. We um, we tasted the beers from Rhode Island. The um, was the Moon Destroyer. Was that the one that had? That was the one that had a little bit of the coffee on the back yeah. end. And, the, you know, we had the El Jefe from that was Iowa. A, that would take, had too much chili on it. Yes. For this me. one seems like a, a, slight, a slightly milder. stepped yeah. down from the El Jefe. Um, they do have a beer nog recipe available if you are so inclined nice. on their website. That's yes. interesting. Lots of eggs, lots of heavy whipping huh. cream and milk involved. Mm. Um, this, is a, this is a tasty beer. It, like but it. it's a mouthful, isn't it? There's yes. a, there's yeah. a, it's yeah. very complex. There's a, a lot of flavors. You should sip it. I think that's the greatest yeah. advice of it is that this is not a porch pounder. You know, it's interesting. I was, I'm trying to find this one I had. I was down at uh, Ballast Point this weekend, and um, I had this. Again? I had their chocolate, uh, uh, Marlin, the Black Marlin Porter. Yes. Yeah, I was very so I, I had really that uh, when I was there. Um, well, I was there with you, Talent. Right. Of course, I was there with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> after yeah. after we went to the uh, Star Brews. Star Brews. Yeah, we we didn't fun. shout that out. Yeah, we didn't. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was several breweries yeah. came together. It was Star Brews. It had a Star Wars thing. It was really just an excuse to put on a Star drink Wars and costume for people to put on all and drink costumes. beer. <laughs> yeah. But it was still fun. It was in the uh, Aaron's. It just was an excuse to put on the Princess Leia. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, know. you need an excuse for well, yeah. that, huh? It was in the uh, Aaron Space Museum in yeah. Balboa yeah, Park. It was fun. It was so fun. you got to walk around the museum and check stuff out. And yeah, that was a that was a good time. I I'm thinking as this as I'm getting more used, to, kind of like the uh, notorious POG. This takes a few sips to to wrap your brain around. Yeah, I, I like it. I yeah. I'm, I go a 4.0 on this. Actually, with the one I was thinking, of, so I was at the so Ballast Point has their homebrew mart, which is down in Linda Vista, yep. which is actually where Ballast Point started. So that's where I was this weekend on Sunday. And uh, so they're, they're, the cool part about being there is you can get a lot of one offs, like things that they just make there at the little at their homebrewer. That's stuff. the Ale Tales place. Uh, Ale Tales is about four doors down. Oh, okay. So it's but it's right next to it. So basically, it's their homebrew mart. I'll give you a little. Bit. So um, it's their homebrew mart, and what they do there, they have a tasting room, um, but it's all got all kinds of home brewing stuff in there, and they do home brewing classes. Um, so my son had got one for me for Christmas, so I went down. And I did a home brewing class on Sunday. Fun, really fun. Um, but then you go out and they give you free tastings while you're there doing it. And then they what they do is they put a lot of the stuff that they're brewing and the home brewing stuff on on tap there. Um, and that's actually where Ballast Point started. So you think of how big Ballast Point uh, has become. That's, right. It was originally Homebrew Mart in 92. They became Ballast Point, I think, in 96. And then obviously everything. That's where Sculpin was created. Hmm. Um, and Sculpin was created out of homebrewers. There were two homebrewers there that, that uh, created Sculpin and, and you know launched all that. But they had some interesting ones. So I tried. That was what I did there. I was there. I tried some of those ones. And they had this one. It was called Awkward Morning. And it was a Scottish export ale. And I'd never Ooh. heard of an export ale, and I asked the guy kind of, and he couldn't really quite explain it, but 
oh my gosh, the amount of chili. <laughs> I want to say I had that, and for the next hour, my chest was just like on fire how much chili was in it. That's so, the export part. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's not that hard so, to figure out. But, uh, but this, is, this, to me, I like this. is much my, To bring it the story full circle, Scottish much subtler. Export. Yeah, but a Scottish export ale. Because I, I like, I like Scottish apples. ales, and I had that one. I, oh my gosh. So, uh, as export as an evacuation. Yes. So, but it was really cool. And I had, uh, who was that? Uh, Uncle Jason was uh, the guy who uh, ran our class. And so it was really fun. Learned a lot of things. And uh, it was it was pretty neat. Uncle Jay. So, all right. I think I need to uh, check that out as well. Uh, I'm right with you. 4.0. Yeah, and and 4. I do 0. think it gets better as it yeah, as it, does. As it yeah, sits it does. in the glass. That's a nice beer. I like I'll give that. It, a four. it was a nice compliment how the three beers work together too. Yeah, this was really I, well yeah, designed. It was, it was compacted in time, but I could see having a few notorious pogs yeah. moving into that. Um, Buena Vesa, and kind then finishing the night with, the, with, with some of this. Joco Vesa. Joco Vesa. Well said. <laughs> like that? Well said. Uh-huh. Did you guys know that there's a beer Jesus? What? Uh-oh. Mm. Tell us more. I know there's a poker Jesus. Jesus. Nope, there's a beer Jesus. And do you know who beer Jesus is? Is he Cerveza Jesus? He's the founder of Stone. Oh, really? What? There's a documentary that you guys should check out that Kim introduced me to, actually. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic documentary about Stone opening up in Germany. Okay. Oh, okay. And when he went over there, the German newspapers called him Beer Jesus. <laughs> That's and the, uh, yeah. the documentary is actually called Beer Je- The Beer Jesus. Nice. So, All right. Wow. Something if else. If we're that... talking about Stone, we should yeah. talk about The Beer That's Jesus. A, yeah. That's a lot sure. to live up to. Yeah. <laughs> I'd invite him to my wedding. Uh, yeah, that's a great documentary, though. It's it's. Really I want to check it out. Yep. So now I've got to check out a song, ninety nine beers. Yeah, you on got the that. Wall. And now I've got to check out a documentary. I got a little work ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, first, you got something before you've got you've got more brain work to do Uh-oh. tonight. Yes. Now from the glorious dementia that is the mind of our own mad doctor, beer or not a beer. Welcome to the show at the award-winning <laughs> ILB podcast called Beer or Not a Beer, where we try to challenge our listeners <laughs> to see if they have the brain power, if they have not killed enough brain cells to continue on. If they have killed enough. Yeah. Have they killed the slow brain cells uh-huh. off? Yes. To be able to distinguish which one of these four beers is not truly a beer name. There's right. a lot of strange beer names out there. I love this episode. I just want to give you a big dolphin hello. When yeah. you walk <laughs> well, from now on, I will. All of our hellos will be dolphin hellos from now on. Just know that. Uh, this could be my last last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be gentle. I love yeah. y'all. I love y'all at all. But, you know. Uh, anyways, so you know there's actually a website where you can go. Let's say you want to name your beer. right? You can go plug in your beer name and see if it's already taken. So there you go. So anyways, here we go. Uh, uh, question. Yes. Are you allowed to duplicate a beer name? Because no. it seems like there are some duplicated beer names. Uh, not yeah, if it's out for mass distribution. Oh, okay. yeah. for the, yeah. Yeah. We've right. heard that from a couple okay. brewers. So if you're just keeping do it you in listen to the show? Once again, if you listen to our <laughs> podcast talent. <laughs> what podcast are we talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. But great <laughs> question. Thank you. Stupid question. He owes me 38 cents. <laughs> whatever, uh, the, hey, whatever the biggest. Don't and every one of us a 38 cents. Don't blame the question. Okay. You interrupted. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, man. Play the music again. <laughs> All right. One more time. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome 
to the award-winning ILB podcasts, Beer or Not a Beer, where we challenge you, the listener, to distinguish which of the four beers is not really a beer. Here we go. Beer number one, hopped and loaded. Beer number two, for all those linguists out there, the cunning linguist lager. (laughs) Beer number three is the good cheat pilsner. Good what? Good Good cheat. cheat. All right. And beer number four, sausage fest beer. Once again, I shall repeat one more time. (laughs) All you listeners out there, which is not a beer? Is it hopped and loaded, the cunning linguist lager, good cheat pilsner, or sausage fest beer? That is the question. We will start with the talent. Please tell us. This is the hardest one yet. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I love the alliteration of the cunning linguist lager, so I'm going to... Go with that one. I'm going to say that's not a beer. The Cunning Lingo Slogger. Okay. Producer. No, actually, Jeff. I want to change my name. I'm going to go with Sausage Fest. Yeah. Ah, sausage Fest. I'm switching, mine. Yeah, I'm switching to Sausage yeah. Fest. Yeah. I can't go against Cunning Lingo Slogger. Producer Lager. Joe. I'm Sausage Fest, too. You, yeah, you, you are. are yeah. in the Sausage yeah. Fest yeah. as well. <laughs> All right. But I think it's... Uh, no, just kidding. Slow-mo. I'll change it up and go with Good Cheat. Good Cheat Pilsner. And sausage Fest. Sausage Fest. I, I really think number two's got to be a beer. It's yeah, be I thought so. Oh, it's a beer. Here we go. Hopped and Loaded is from 105 West Brewing, which none of you chose. Uh, Good Cheat Pilsner is actually a beer from, it's a rogue, it's a rogue beer. Yeah. One okay. of our favorite breweries. And Sausage Fest beer is from, it's actually, oh, oh I should have stuck with it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's actually called the Great Big Kentucky Sausage Fest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you had thrown so that in, I would have known. Yeah. We've been Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was well of done. Of course, cunning linguist lager is not. <laughs> that was true. brilliant. But I, will I, be I wanted, soon. I wanted to go soon. with that, but if I make a beer, that'll be the first name I'm yeah. going to go with. The doctor is back. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, did you choose cunning linguist lager? Or did you choose one of the others? That's funny. Great segment. Thank you, Dr. Todd. And yes, it's good to have you back. Uh, friends, thanks for joining us for a few beers, stories, and factoids. Don't forget to check out D Black and 99 Balls of Beer. Share this podcast with every single beer drinker you know. We'd love to keep chatting and drinking. Beer Jesus. But, <laughs> <laughs> but for now, we got to run. B double E double R U N, beer run. B double E double R U N, beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B-double-E-double-R-U-N.